These are dark times, there is no denial. Randy Orton is a seven-time champion! This is... Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans, we marking out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans, we marking out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans, we marking out, y'all. Spreading like fist Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans, we marking out, y'all. We marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. What a week it has been in the world of sports entertainment. So, put on your headphones and dive right into this podcast that we like to call Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. You can listen to this and all past episodes on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and MarkingOut.com. Make sure you rate and subscribe to our wonderful podcast on all those forms so you can listen to it as much as you possibly can. Uh, also, you can like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut. Continue the discussion there. We've been doing a, uh, a great job since last week about posting stuff, conversation stuff. So we really appreciate you conversing with us because that's what we like to talk about and we like to talk about professional wrestling. Follow us on Twitter at MarkingOut where we live tweet during a bunch, a plethora of things and just tweet in general. So uh, check us out over there. If you want to email us any questions or if you want to sponsor our podcast so we don't have to do this for free anymore and take up our uh, – Friday mornings. No, no, we have to admit we love doing this for free. Uh, you can email us at markingout1 at gmail.com. My name is Chris. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Sweendog. I'm also sitting here with Dave, who you can follow on Twitter at Dave the Rave underscore MO. Dave, how's your coffee this morning and how are you doing this morning? Coffee's delicious. I am doing great. Is it? And if you if you don't want to follow me, I mean, you don't have to. I mean, yeah, really, you don't have to because yeah. he doesn't tweet or get back to you for four or five days. So yeah, then there's a good chance that if you do follow me and I don't like what you're tweeting, I'll probably just block you. Yep. So yeah, and uh, or I'm just unfollow him. You could do that. Yeah, you could do nah, that. Yeah, but it's David, so David David likes to block. Oh yeah. Alrighty, and we're also, as you can hear, we're sitting here with the B to the G that you could follow on Twitter at B. I was I almost said it, but I stopped myself. B T T G one six one. Brandon, how are you doing today? I am doing awesome as always. Good. Even that, that is his second account, though. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. I don't it's know. Not, was, that's not even funny. There was something that it tweeted the other day that I had to favorite because it was that. Yeah, good. I saw you favorited that. I know Do you people did. People know what we're talking about. Yeah, people know what we're talking about. Brandon's when I'm getting pissed. second account. When I'm getting pissed when you say that, people know. <laughs> He's pissed off. Yeah, right. But anyway, let's get into some fan comments and questions from the website from last week. By uh, the way, before you start that, I think it's funny that comments come in after we we record last week's episode. Yeah, they sure did. And like people posted on last week's show also. Yeah, uh, two weeks ago, I mean. Two weeks, like 131. Yeah, hold on. I, so do I have to go back to 131 and... Like no, one. I don't think it's necessary. All right. Well, I think it, I think there's a, a Phil Quig comment there that it's kind oh, of... Oh, yeah, so skip it. <laughs> All right, hold on. Let's go down. Here we go. Phil Quig, F.U. Montreal Broski. Phil Quig is the real number one mark. Hashtag eat my shorts. And Phil Quig said, great show, Brandon. Killed it by yourself. All right, so now let's get on the comments from episode 132. Uh, Rick David, that intro was freaking hilarious. Whoever edited that has great timing. I have to Thank listen. You. Yeah, okay, Dave. It was me. <laughs> it was me, Rick yeah, David. I don't, I don't think it has to do with editing it. I just think it has to do with the concept of who came up with that. I know, but I edited it, so. But, like, it, I, I mean, I wrote it. 
Yeah. All right, I, so I, keep on going with the comment. Yeah, but you know, he had to send me everything so I could put it together. Anyway, um, I, I could have done it, but yeah, you could have, but you're too lazy. Yeah. I have to troll the internet. Uh, Eric commented, agreed that intro was amazing. As far as people challenging my num- number one mark status, book the match and watch these so-called marks fall by the wayside. Brother. That uh, promo was funny, though. Well done. Awesome show, guys. SummerSlam was a pretty good pay-per-view, though I have a terrible feeling that Daniel Bryan will win, only to have money Randy Orton cash in his money in the bank and ruin my night. Uh, we'll talk about SummerSlam in just a moment. Also, what the hell happened to Zack Ryder? Frowny Ooh. face. Yeah, Who exactly. At Montreal Broski. Well, apparently he cut his hair, so maybe that's a good sign of him coming back onto uh, TV a lot more. So, And it spiked. So he took care and he spiked his hair again. Uh, Justin DeRosa, awesome show as always. Sorry, my typing sucks and it's sometimes hard to read, but thanks for entertaining me every week. Also, shout out to Paul Lloyd Jr. Follow me at awesome two oh five six. Yes, shout out to Paul Lloyd Jr. Who's Paul Lloyd Jr.? Oh uh, yeah, that's who I gave a shout out to last week. I looked it up. Oh, okay, uh, uh, I've tr- actually seen a few tweets of his. Pretty funny. Uh, Charlie Zephyr, <laughs> hey guys, glad the whole crew was back. Where Brandon did a great job and is lonesome last week. So then maybe we'll just give Brandon the reins and he can have his own side show called Brandon. Br- Brandon has a rant this week. Brandon has a rant this week. Yeah. So we're we just gonna do like Chris's rant and Dave's rant and Brandon's rant and no, it's Seriously, Brandon's, play- it's Brandon's oh, anti shout out. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, lonesome uh, last week, even though it seemed like my comment read on that episode proved to be correct. I'm sure a lot of people saw it coming. I still marked out huge for Daniel Bryan's win. Was heartbroken a minute later. Funny how wrestling has its effect on us, Marks. Ha ha. Keep up the good work, guys. Looking forward to the show at C underscore Zepfire. Thank you for the kind comments. Andrew F. Hey, guys. Great show again. I agree that Randy Orton is boring, but I think this will be his revival in the WWE. Also, Cena and Sheamus' injuries are blessing in disguise for the WWE. It will force them to create new stars and will... Also, leave room for some well-deserved pushes. On Raw, there were two, uh, two moments that I thought we would see the debut of El Generico oh. when, when Ricardo Rodriguez announced his new client and the Olay promo. Uh, I want to actually talk about that in a little yeah. later. And we didn't talk about that when we did our show prep. Uh, last, point, uh, last point, my favorite theme of all time is CM Punk's this Fire for Burns. Uh, it fits his personality so well at the time. My uh, current favorite is Mark Henry. My question is who wins the, uh, a major WWE title first? Ambrose, Rollins, Reigns, Bray Wyatt, or Curtis Axel? My pick is Axel. However, I want Ambrose to the most. Thanks again at DrewFem97. But aren't the Intercontinental and U.S. titles major titles? Or thinking like the World Heavyweight um, or the WWE? Yeah. I, yeah, think I think obviously WWE in that, in that situation they're talking about that, which I think – would either be Curtis Axel or Roman Reigns. Yeah, I'm actually going to go with Reigns. Um, I don't know about this one. I think Bray Wyatt. I think Bray Wyatt will win a major title. Ow. Um, this, the, the next comment that you're going to have to read, just say Jobber. All right, so Jobber, 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 Jobber. jobber. Uh, no, it's Borowski. I think like, it's Beer. Like Barack. Ah, <laughs> clever. Okay, got a three-part question coming your way. All right, we'll answer each one first. What is your current favorite finishing move? Full Nelson. I like the choke slam. What? I like the choke slam. You like the choke slam, Dave? I don't know who does the choke slam these days either. But I don't even know. You don't know? 
Nah. David's favorite finish. No, nah, I can't say it on the show. <laughs> yeah. What is your favorite finisher of all time? Uh, I'm not even answering these. I need to think about them. So I'm, I'm opting you out. You had time to think about them. Yeah, I don't like these three-part questions. Full Nelson. Take up time. Full Nelson is your favorite of all time? All time. I don't know about that. Okay, what's your favorite Mark. finishing move of all time? Phil Nelson. Uh, rock bottom? I don't know. <laughs> what is your favorite? What would be your finisher if you were a pro wrestler? In mine, pro- would be, mine would be the get the F off my TV. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mine would be the full Nelson. Mine would be the death trip. Yeah, that's right. Uh, with love, uh, some jobber. P.S. At the real Phil Quig is no creep. You are the creeps. Uh, and the last question is from Eric. A, a, a question, gentlemen. I was wondering what podcast you might be listening to, wrestling-related or not. Thanks. Keep up the amazing work, broskies, at Montreal Broski. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast and sometimes Cole Cabana. I, oh, wow, Dave. Turning heel over here. Yeah. I actually – I have the podcast app. So I listen to uh, the Stone Cold Steve Austin Show podcast, uh, the Seacoast Beverage Lab podcast, which is like a craft beer podcast where they talk to like brewers and stuff like that uh the cbs sports fantasy baseball podcast because that helped me get in the ninth place this year in my fantasy baseball league <laughs> uh the breaking bad insider podcast uh it has the the editor and the uh producer of the show talking about each episode Cole cabana's uh, podcast uh my podcast and two and a half wrestlers that's all the ones i subscribe to so yeah all right 2.5 Forgot about that one. Yeah, 2.5. That's why, that's, that's why I said, oh, turn the heel over here. Oh, uh, I yeah, thought you but... say turn the heel because I said I only listen to Colcabana here and there. <laughs> no, yeah, no. Well, there's, you know, there's, there's certain ones that I listen to a lot more. Yeah, I, I only listen to the podcast that actually have someone on there that, like, I want to listen to. Yeah, you like. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I listen to, obviously, I listen to Mark and Out, and I listen to Two and a Half Wrestlers. That's and I listen to Mark and Out, because that's, that's a funny one. Yeah, Mark and Out. I'm just kidding. I listen to... Uh, you guys remember the show on Travel Channel? I think it was Bert the Conqueror. No, no. Well, whatever his name is, Bert something. He's a comedian. Does a podcast, and Mick Foley was on it the other day. I listened to that, and it was it was, it was good. Uh, good episode and uh, hilarious. Mick Foley came off kind of I don't know Mick Foley ish, I should say, talking about how uh, he got a hug from a porn star. And he, he said when he befriended another porn star, he stopped watching her for 10 years, Christy Canyon. But this girl, Siri, he just can't stop watching. He refuses to. What on earth was that? What? There was like a uh, – like me a, cleaning up the dust next to my uh, hard drive. <laughs> I don't know. It sounded like you cleaning up the dust from something else. Yeah, shut up, Brandon. Oh, but China. Uh, anyway – uh, thank you for commenting. Make sure you guys go to markandat.com and comment on each thing, and we will read them on the show because that's what we're all about, the Mark for Mark movement. Anyway, let's get into the uh, the big deal of the week, which is SummerSlam. Uh, prediction-wise, me and Brandon tied, and Dave got two. So, yeah. Well, it was 4-4-2, four, four so it wasn't like he was off too much. But Job accomplished. Job accomplished. There we go. Anyway, uh, your pre-show, they again – they did the uh, the pre-show. If you ordered the uh, the show on the, the the television set, they did the pre-show on there, which I thought was awesome. Yeah, Shawn Michaels beard. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's that's what we're talking about. But anyway, pre-show. Uh, Rob Van Dam beats Dean Ambrose, but by disqualification because the Shield gets involved. I liked this match a lot until they had to get the other elements of Mark Henry and the Big Show coming out and the rest of the Shield coming out. I thought it was it was good. It was it was a good match, but. Hey. Had had to be done. Yeah, it had to be done. It's all there's all a bigger spectrum. RVD had a nice singlet. Yep, 
He sure did. What did it say on the back? I didn't even like realize. Uh, I don't know. I didn't get to read it. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So that was a, that was a good pre-show. You had your Ring of Fire match to start off the uh, the show itself, which I thought was a smart move. I thought it was a smart move, but it was a big letdown the entire match. The entire match, but yeah, let's talk. But we were all right on this one. Bray Wyatt defeats Kane. Um, you had involvement with the Wyatt family throwing the uh, the fire blanket over that one side of the ring. I thought like that entire like kendo stick uh, spot that kind of that looked way too botchy. Oh uh, yeah, well like for, that, and then he for pretended the that facts, it was on fire and was really yeah for the simple fact that it was on fire and then he threw it down and it went out and they still came over with the extinguishers. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, that was kind of funny. Whoever but. they hired to uh, be the firefighters for that. No, well, that's like, what if what if you were hired for that specific one reason and you go back and Vince is like, oh, you were written in the script to fire extinguish this. He goes, but but it wasn't on fire. He goes, you're fire. <laughs> well, you're not hired anyway. Yeah. Yeah, but you're still getting I paid think, money. I, I think like, that they, they should put more, more gasoline or whatnot on, the, on that kendo stick. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that they, they probably played it a little bit too easy, a little bit too like nice, and they should have just doused it. And we all uh, we all laughed hysterically at that spot as well, which is pretty funny. I mean, like at the beginning of the match, it was cool because when was the last time we saw an Inferno match? Well, was we the, never. This wasn't an Inferno match. Well, when was the last time we ever saw this kind of aspect? Two thousand and six. Yeah, yeah. Or, so it's or been, in the was, WWE video games. Yeah, it was, was very it was very cool. It was it was fun to see some uh, another uh, I guess kind of new gimmick match. Because just because that it hasn't been uh, on t- TV or pay per view in such a long time, yeah. And, and that, that that fire blanket spot that you spoke about earlier, that, yeah. I thought that was pretty dangerous because it well, wasn't all covered. Yeah, it wasn't all covered. At one point, when uh, I think Brody, well, uh, Harper, when he went into the ring, there was still a flame coming up, almost caught his leg on fire. Yeah. That was Eric Rowan's beard. Yeah, but yeah, no. Bray Wyatt wins. Bray Wyatt wins the match. And then they proceed to take out Kane and drag him out of the arena and actually use a real lantern, which I thought was cool. That was, that was smart. Yeah, that was, I thought it was cool. Uh, you know, especially, you know, you have that really warm natural light just kind of glowing as they're dragging Kane out and then it just cuts out and someone just didn't X out the music. But I thought it was cool. I mean, it, it plays off to the Wyatts, but we'll see where it goes from now. You know, we spoke about Kane uh, being in See No Evil 2, so maybe this is just to write him off TV to bring him back. Oh yeah, I still, I, him. yeah, I, st- I still see him, them kind of just making him into a complete like that monster that he used to be. Nice. Okay. Um, continuing on, what was the next match? I don't remember. What if, what if Jacob Goodnight debuted on Monday Night Raw? And they, no, you can't. And wait, does that mean Sh- Kane is going to have to shave his head? Maybe. Possibly. What? Maybe that's coming. That's maybe that's what they're going to do. To oh fuck my with goodness. his mind, maybe they'll shave his head on television. Maybe my, mind, my mind might have just been blown. Maybe they'll <laughs> shave his head. Uh, let's continue a lot of the matches. Uh, I was the only one to get the Natalia and Brie Bella match right. Solid Divas match. I don't really remember that much. It wasn't memorable, but it was good to see Natty on TV, and she got a very warm welcome. And she got a win. And she right? got a win, too. So when was the last time we saw Natty get a uh, pay-per-view win? Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, Cody Rhodes defeated Damian Sandow. We all got this one wrong. I guess vindication of everything that Damian Sandow has done to Cody Rhodes. Solid match. What are you talking about? Cody Rhodes did everything to Damian Sandow. Yeah, well, you know, Cody Rhodes could have won money in the bank. And Damian Sandow pushed him off. So there we go. What would you have done in that situation? I would have ran up there and beat the shit out of him instead of just throwing him off. Blindsiding him. 
I'm a I fan. Done, I would have done whatever the writers told me to do. There we go. That's- Shut up, Dave. Who are you? <laughs> Shut up. Dave, play, Dave really playing the heel today. Man, wait, wait till you, wait till we get more in depth and, into and the I, show. And I have my coffee. I'm just getting warmed up. You just wait. Oh my he's god, such a d word, dude. He stole my calculator and it won't tell me that he stole it. <laughs> and and he's telling me years ago. And he goes, "Oh, you'll have a, a nice Hanukkah present this year." I'm like, "Just tell me what it is that you stole." I'm looking for my calculator for months, and now all of a sudden I find out that you took my calculator in 2008 or something. Why do you need your calculator, Brandon? Me? Because I like calculators. I have a calculator. What? Have you seen my stapler? <laughs> uh, anyway, Dolph Ziggler and Caitlyn were victorious against Biggie and AJ. Biggie Langston was off on moves, I think, during this match. Yeah. Like, because I'm biased, but yeah, I, I I I could have done without this match. I didn't pay attention to it at all. Yeah, neither did I. Neither did I. Uh, the Alberto Del Rio successful in defending his World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, a looking really beat up before the match. In uh, in general, but this match was solid. This is a good match for Christian. He gets a new T-shirt. I yeah, don't like that who, new T-shirt. Yeah, who cares about this shirt? That shirt is nobody's going to wear that. Yeah, like literally right it, now. If you guys are listening, retweet this if you think that <laughs> if you think Christian's shirt would have been better if they went with my red shirt idea with totally reeks, still reeks of awesomeness shirt. And if you do so. buy this shirt, don't be offended, but just don't wear it out in public. Yeah. Um, no, no. Don't be don't be afraid to wear whatever you want in public. No, back, really. Don't wear that Christian shirt. Back Shut up, to um, back to the match itself. Did you guys like this match? I did I, like I this think, match. I fancied it. I thought it was a really good match. I was I kept on the main thing that overtook me was I was just so concerned and curious as to how Del Rio got his face so busted up. Yeah. And apparently it came right. out that hey him, him and Drew McIntyre got to a, a brawl with a bunch of dudes. Yeah, apparently right before the – I guess the night before the pay-per-view, they got in a barroom brawl. Ah, the barroom brawl. Oh Honestly, my God. I think it's – I feel like it's it's definitely some people that saw them and they were just like, OK, let's cha- – they're pro wrestlers. Let's challenge them to a fight because, you know, it's our hometown. We can take – we can easily beat these guys up. I feel like as a pro wrestler, when you go to a bar, like it's such a big, hefty order to handle – because you're going to have so many people trying to test their strength with you. Yeah, well, because you're, you're famous and you're you're famous for doing – for fighting. And I, I, I just think it's so dangerous because what I was if one of these guys that Del Rio and McIntyre beat up really got sent to a hospital or if Del Rio or McIntyre got sent to a hospital. I mean right. it's just stupid. Yeah. But luckily the Easter Bunny and Brother Love were fighting in that barroom brawl as well. So Thank God because apparently that's what stopped it all. Yeah, um, but I think the end of the match, I think we were all waiting for Damian Sandow. Uh, all five of us that were watching this match together. Cause there, were, we, there were six of us. No, Mike wasn't here yet. Right, exactly. There were six of us. For six. Rachel? <laughs> oh, yeah, Rachel. Well, yeah. Rachel was watching in the other room. She was sleeping. Um, anyway, yeah, we were all collectively holding our breath to see if Damian Sandow was going to come out and cash in, but he didn't. So, but... You know, going forward, I think I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but going to Monday Night Raw. Hey, whoa. Yeah, whoa. Anyway, I, I, you know, they're doing smart things that could definitely throw Damian Sandow right into the World Heavyweight title picture. Um, what else do we have? I'm looking at this. CM Punk and Brock Lesnar. Brandon was the only person to get this right. Uh, Brock Lesnar getting the win over I CM Punk. This was an awesome yeah. fight. 
Okay, yeah, this was yeah, this wasn't even a match. A lot of people I spoke to said they didn't like all like the MMA style stuff that was involved in there. You know, seeing, who said stuff? that? That's what they had to do. It's yeah. Brock Lesnar. But what player. MMA stuff? A lot of you know, the submissions that CM Punk was throwing on there. A lot of the you know counters and stuff like that. But then there was just swift and utter brutality. Well, it's not like CM Punk doesn't use those moves in his matches right, anyway. That's why, he's, that's a submission, why. he's a submission artist. Right. I'm confused. He picks yeah. with his canvas. Yeah. Who, yeah. Who did, Who said yeah. that? Let's out that person. Seriously. Like, who said that? I don't remember. I just heard it somewhere. You so do. You just don't want to throw them under the bus. Yeah. It might have been a jobber or something like that. I don't know. Oh, boo. <laughs> Yeah, boo you. Well, no, but they, they didn't like the. They didn't not like the match. I thought the match was awesome, but it's just all that submission stuff. Yeah, but that's what you expected. It was gonna that you knew it was gonna be that. I thought it was just gonna be a straight out fight, and I was right about that. Um, big question here because this is a lot of this is a lot of stuff that I've been hearing on news sites and stuff like that. Match of the year candidate? No, no, no. Why? No, it just it was lacking stuff. Like what was it lacking? Everything. Like if you look at a match of the year, it's there it wasn't like. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! It was oh my god! Oh, yeah, that was, that like no, nice. but I, I specifically, what was it lacking? I want to know. There was there wasn't too many false finishes. But you can't say you can't say what something lacks for a match. It was just lacking. You don't you can't like name specific things when you're talking about a match that your candidate. You just know it. Yeah, the false finishes I think were predictable. Whatever they did have, mm-hmm. I just it didn't scream match of the year for me. Yes. Okay. All right. I mean, but I also I could understand why people are saying that. I mean, this is one of the few matches that of this caliber that we've had all year. Could it be in the top ten of match of the year? I don't know. I don't think so. Really? I, I think that a lot of people are neglecting what's going on in CMLL and New Japan Pro Wrestling stuff like that. Uh, I don't, I don't There's think a lot of people coming from CMLL, though. No offense yeah. to them, but I really don't think there's. All right, but this is a you know this is also a grander stage than CMLL. Yeah, Japan, but I mean, on Japan, a, I could see. But but if you're saying match of the year, I think that when you say match, that that entail that that incorporates the actual match, not where it's at, not who you're performing in front of. I think it's just involving the wrestlers, no, the no, story no. That's, that's getting told. No, no way, that it totally involves where you're wrestling and and how you're wrestling and who you're wrestling. Yeah, and, and, this, and, and, this, and this match. And if anyone is listening to this and they want to throw us some uh, little some some cash match of the year. Okay. No, if they want to throw us some cash, we'll definitely give you the match of the year when it comes time for the Marky Awards. Yeah, yeah, uh, you could pay us just like how you could pay other companies. Yeah, well, not other companies, but other yeah, magazines. People, yeah, magazines. We're not a magazine. Yeah, yeah. but um, okay, I good solid opinions on that. Um, I feel when it comes to this, I've, this match definitely did tell a story, and leading and the story that led up to this match, as well as the story that these guys told in the ring, I thought it was great. Yeah, was it was story- it match of the year? I could put this in the top ten of my matches of the year, but everybody is entitled to throw them on. on uh, but the story opinion. isn't finished yet. I know it's not, and it's not going to be finished for a while either. So where, keep, where does keep it? Keep in mind, Brandon. Brandon was not a fan of the story to begin with. Yeah, Brandon no, was not I excited about the fan match. of the the story, not the story itself. I wasn't a fan of the build up. Yeah, so I mean that could be playing a factor too. I mean for me, it's just literally the it just didn't hit me. Yeah. Okay. Well, where where does that go from here? Where do we see Brock Lesnar next? Do we see him um, next at the Rumble? Do we see him next at No Way Out? Do we see well, him at you know, WrestleMania? He's, he's going to be wrestling at WrestleMania. Yeah. Right. So, but what's the deal? Who do we? See? Where do we see him next? Nobody knows. 
Yeah, nobody really knows. Besides Vince and, and Triple H. Uh, let's get on to your main event of the evening. John Cena defending the WWE Championship against the man who has the most backing in the WWE right now, Daniel Bryan. Triple H, your special guest referee. And Daniel Bryan pins John Cena clean. I know this is six days after SummerSlam, but just take that in for a minute. John Cena is pinned by Daniel Bryan clean. I actually think this was a better match than that Lesnar. I, I thought I thought this was the worst match of the evening. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. Oh, I right. can see this. This is this match. I rewatched both the matches last night just because I wanted to just be super fresh for them for the show. I went back and I watched both these matches last night and I can agree with you. I like John Cena and Daniel Bryan a lot more than I liked uh, CM Punk and Brock Lesnar. I think a lot has to do with that Obviously, John Cena, I I mean, this is just, I don't know, but I think John Cena has a lot of respect for Daniel Bryan and for everything that he has done on the independent scene. I think that John Cena does acknowledge that. Yeah, because John, that, John Cena did the same basic route to WWE, except he, yeah. he got he got famous off of well, WWE instead of the independent yeah, circuit. Really, you know that, okay, you know that first. Not really the same route. Well, not yeah, the not same group, but he was still yeah. – he started on the independence and – No, he didn't. Got signed. Yes, he did. Well, not, he got not signed like, not really like, early. But not like, not like uh, Daniel Bryan-wise. Right. He did not take the same route as got, Daniel Bryan did. Daniel yeah, Bryan made his way – like like But probably he the still OB got w. signed. To, he was still an in, 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 in independent wrestler and got signed in his career very yep. young. That's what every independent wrestler does, Brandon. No. Yes. No, it's yeah, not. That's, that's majority Look at Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan, you just said no, he didn't. So there you go. Daniel Bryan was signed to WWE. He was in developmental and then was let go. And then he went to Japan. And then he went all over the world and hard right, his craft I, and was a mainstay in Ring of Honor. And then got re-signed and then got fired again. <laughs> all right, but back to everything else. I uh, Now I don't even remember where I was going with that. Okay, uh, did, one thing I want you guys to realize, and I don't know if you guys have you realized this, um, you know that, that spot in the beginning of the match where Daniel Bryan had that bridge and John Cena like mounted him. All yeah, that was all uh, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, but that was all. That was also from their Velocity match in two thousand three. They used the same thing. That's funny. I know. That's I thought that was awesome. I saw a meme posted about it, and I was like, wow, that is that's great because it's like, oh yeah, let's bring something back to the old school. But Daniel Bryan wins, gets his big pompous celebration, streamers, fireworks, all that stuff, and then Randy Orton just comes and ruins it. Well, not just Randy Orton, Triple H as well. Pedigree is Daniel Bryan. Randy I, Orton. Uh, the entire time, you were so happy. Uh, everyone thought it was over, and I kept on telling Brandon, I was just like, watch Triple H, watch Triple H, watch Triple H. He's going yeah. behind. No, you, you saw him because he was like pacing back and forth. Yeah, I, I thought that you knew it was going to happen, and I am so happy that it did. Yeah, so I'm like, you know, I don't know. Well, when we get to Raw, we'll speak about it You were well. so depressed when it happened. But you know what? I was depressed because I wanted Daniel Bryan to win, but then you go back and you look at the grand scheme of things, especially what they did on Monday night. Yeah. I'm, I'm being the day of this episode. But, so, so, But at the moment, you were very let down and depressed. All but of us once were let you, down once, and depressed. Yeah, but once you actually saw how it played out and everything, it started to be like, oh, okay. I guess I, I, wasn't, I do like it. I wasn't depressed. Finally, my, my boy Randy Orton is the world champion WWE yeah, champion love that randy orton yeah it was funny because we were wa- we were watching I've been it with a, you guys this whole time we were watching it with a buddy of ours he's like i haven't watched anything wrestling wise in i think a year and then this happened and now i just don't want to watch wrestling anymore but he didn't even know who any of the wrestlers in the ring probably were yeah probably. he definitely knew randy orton he probably didn't know daniel Bryan. And then, and, he definitely and, knew john no Cena. he 
Did he? Know? Yeah, he was there at Daniel Bryan's last match in Ring of Honor with us. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. Because I, I, watching the Wrestling Road Diaries, you see me and Mike on that entire thing. Regardless. Oh, I thought you were talking about Sal. Oh no, Sal. No, Sal wow. had no clue. So Sal was just happy. Yeah, that's why I say it. I, I don't even think he knows who Daniel Bryan is. No, he doesn't. But you know, he was yeah. just happy to be in the room with us and spend some quality time with his bros. Yeah, yeah he was like, "Oh Sal my god, I'm on, I'm on, marking out." Yeah, I'm hanging out, with marking out, waiting for someone him to run in and hit me with a pan. Uh, regardless, that's two. Uh, what do we give letter letter grade wise? What do we give uh, SummerSlam? I would give it a four out of ten. All right, thanks, Bret Hart. <laughs> I saw somebody with a four out of ten sign on Impact, and I said, um, and, "And and Brandon, that's that's a uh, yeah, that's numbers, not letters." Yeah. I'm aware of that. Um, and I give it an a B plus five. Okay. No, I was just kidding. I don't. Dave, know. Okay, Dave. Seriously, I'm gonna go with a B. B. All right, I'll give it a B plus. Yeah, I would say B plus. Yeah. You know, I, thought I feel it, like I, I don't want to grade anything. I'm always very cautious with grading things too high because then. Once you have an event that's really amazing and is that A, it kind of takes away from yeah, it. Where, where, where do you grade WrestleMania 29? Uh, C? Uh, C minus? What would you say? Probably C minus or, or D. I want to say D. That's too I mean, low. I don't, I don't remember, but I don't really care either. Yeah. All righty. So let's get, on to, uh, let's get on to Monday Night Raw. Let's get on to Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Thanks, Dave. Is Brandon even there? Yeah, Brandon's here. Then why, why didn't you do it? Because I refuse to be a puppet for this show anymore. Okay. Why oh, you do? You, why you do? You, you do your own. Sh- <laughs> I'm just kidding. People get excited for that, Brandon, and you just Heel ruined turn. it for everybody. Well, they'll get excited for David from now on. Cookie Monster will do it from now on. Yeah. But <laughs> no offense. I, we like your Randy Savage. I don't. It oh, that's supposed throat. to be Randy Savage. He does. Shut up. Shut. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. No way. No, come on. All right, goods, bads, middles. Let's start off with the bads because we have one of them. Uh, we have Alberto Del Rio defeating Sin Cara because of ref stoppage? No, could, or I thought it was because Sin Cara was a pussy. Yeah, you could say that too. Apparently, Sin Cara hurt his hand and he couldn't continue with the match. So the or referee. wrestle with a broken freaking neck. <laughs> All right, so let's just say. WWE is telling everybody that it happened during the dive. Obviously, if you watch the match on the replay, you know it didn't Not happen. Obviously. It happened when he did that front what? flip in the ring. No, it was, no, it was yeah. before that when he was getting the taking that kick. It looked like as if Del Rio's shin hit Sin Cara's fingers, but maybe that's all written into the script. If WWE is telling you one thing, but you clearly see that it could have been something else, then maybe you're believing something that was a script. What? 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 What didn't you understand there? I don't think it was scripted. I think he actually if WWE, If WWE is telling you that, it's, that it happened, his injury happened at one point of the match, when you're going in and saying, nope, I saw he get injured at this point of the match, then maybe you're going into the whole thing thinking, oh, wow, this was, this was not a script, a scripted thing from WWE yet. Here you are getting WWE put it at one point. I stopped listening to him. Brandon, well, yeah, that's because you. you I, I don't. I still think it was scripted. Yeah. Anyway, after even though his okay, whatever. I'm not. What? Even though what? Even though what? No. Even though what? Even though he wrestled on Tuesday. Okay. Even though he was supposed to be getting X-rays on Tuesday. All right. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, after hey, oh, wait, oh oh oh, this fucking kid. He tried. I'm sorry for cursing. He t- Facebooks me. He tries to convince me that Sinkar actually did not get injured. 
He's like, no, oh, you're I'm buying just saying, right I could see. I He's like, see. you're buying right into it. It is completely fake. The commentators couldn't even go with it. And I'm like, dude, he actually hurt himself. Look at his fingers. Yeah, but WWE is telling and then he watched the replay, and then he watched point. the replay, and he's just like, "Oh, yep." No, but WWE is telling hurt. you he got injured at one point, and you're saying it was exactly another hurt. point. So you have no clue what's going on, and obviously neither do you, right? But I'm saying, oh, so you don't? No, I never admit okay. to. Good because you really don't. Okay. Well, all I'm saying is that WWE is saying one thing, you're saying another no, thing. So you're, say, I'm saying what I saw. Right, that's what I'm saying. Exactly so you could, you could pick it from any other point in the match and be like, oh, that's where Sin Cara got hurt. Because Sin Cara you ended the match himself. Any other part of the match. You just did. I you picked up the part just where I had- did. Yet WWE is not doing that. So you did it. Whatever, I'm on. <laughs> I'm you, sorry, this how is great. You not hear that? Like, how do you not see that? Go, go use your freaking calculator, ass. So you do have it. Yeah. My drawings better not be erased. I had really good drawings. It's got your body and A train on there. Yeah, I took I took recognition of that one. On the graph. <laughs> on the graph. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean recognition of it? This is awesome. Shut up, Chris. <laughs> yeah, look at you just sitting on the side. Listen to the cousins fight. Yeah, because I'll uh, say that word, Dave. I'm sorry. Anyway. You're not fighting. We're having a friendly dispute. You're having a very angry dispute right now, and it's yes, hilarious. How could David believe stuff like that? He believes How could you not stuff believe like it? That? It's in front of your face. David, you you're it. picking one part of I'll the match. I'll the Facebook message right now and read to you exactly what you were saying. No, I, I know what I was saying, but you're picking that specific part of the match when WWE is picking what they're saying happened. You're not buying into what WWE said. Therefore, you're thinking that it's something else. You're wrong. So why am I wrong for thinking that it's a part of the script? Okay, you know it's not part of the script. Okay, I'm gonna pull. A, I'm gonna pull something out of the book of Dave here, uh, and Dave uh, seven sixteen says agree let's, to disagree. Oh, let's just move on. I'm not yes. agree to disagree. Let's let's move on because after I'm that, right, David's wrong. Okay, yep. I see how it is. Okay, anyway, after that match, Ricardo Rodriguez makes his return to television after being brutally beaten with Alberto Del Rio, and. Announces his new uh, his new client or the should new guy should have been Rey Mysterio. It should have been Rey Mysterio, but it's not. It's Rob Van Dam. It should have been somebody that was Mexican, Latino of origin, Spanish. A guy, another happened. guy that probably would have been suspended from the WWE Wellness Program. Yeah, somebody low skin door number one would have been better than Rob Van Dam. But this, I, I understand where it elevates Rob Van Dam to, but what the like? I'm I'm gonna miss hearing Alberto. And stuff like that. I'm not going to hear Rob Van Dam. Like nobody wants to hear something like that. That's what you're good for, Ricardo. Yeah. If but- you're not going to be El Local, if you're not going to be a wrestler as Ricardo Rodriguez, you're good for a Spanish announce, a Spanish announcer. I think so this place. Like, I, I think was going to say place- even as Rey Mysterio Jr., he could have announced something like that. I think this plays into the grand scheme of the world heavyweight title because you put Alberto Del Rio in a feud with Rod Van Dam, Rod Van Dam eventually getting over, get Alberto Del Rio out of the world heavyweight title picture, and then Damien Sandow comes in and cashes in money in the bank. Oh, no way. Christian gets his one more match with Rob Van Dam. No. I think this entire one more match stuff. I don't understand it. And what if, what if, what if (laughs) Ricardo Rodriguez is – Client, as you'd say, or best new best friend, or whatever he calls Rob Van Dam now, 
What if Ricardo Rodriguez brought out El Generico? That's not happening. No, no. Obviously, it's not happening. We saw Rob Van Dam be brought out. But what if? What if it was El Generico? Um, Did I'm gonna, that not fit into the script there? I'm going to kibosh the El Generico right now because you know how everyone's like, oh, yeah, you should use Olay. Um, Olay. Everybody should come out to Olay. It's not Olay. happening. Olay. It's not happening anymore. And this is to- totally going off script because I should be talking about the middles now. But you saw these new promos for a new tag team coming in called El Matadors yeah. where their music just comes out and says, Olay, Olay. It's stupid. They're trying to take those chants from NXT and get them onto Monday Night Raw as and they're trying to mask the fact that, oh, our fans are now chanting for Los Matadores. Yeah. Not happening. But apparently- and how, did, how did Primo and Epico get get put into that situation? They're from Puerto Rico. When was the last time you heard of a Puerto Rican matador? Well, I think they're not, you're not going to see their faces. I'm aware of that. They're yeah, wearing you're not going to see their faces or anything. They're wearing terrible masks, by the way. But I'm sure they're going to succeed in this because they're, they have that high-flying – Kind of lucha style, and I want to see that. I just don't want to see them as Los Matadores. I still, I still think that they can revert, go back to that El Generico at some point. Yeah, I think it's I something do. that they know that they have in their back pocket, and that they're willing to use at some point. I don't, right? think, I, I don't think so. As I said, I, I think this- honestly, I could see them using it at some point, but I, it's hard to even see Sami Zayn with a mask now. He's, I mean, he's been doing so well without the mask. There's really. No point for him to have the mask anymore. No. Now it's just kind of like Mark's being Mark's about it. Like, you don't need the mask. He's doing very well and getting over with the audience. Yeah. Regardless. That's three. Uh, the only way I'll be more than satisfied with Los Matadores is if they drop Rosa Mendez and come out with El Matador himself. Oh, I thought you were going to say if Rosa Mendez came out dressed as a, as a bull. As a bull? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can you imagine they hired Mantar for this, dude? <laughs> this is Mantar's. Santana? This is literally this is Mantar's second coming. Dude, WWE, Man, Man, Mantar WWE Mantar is gonna Santana. hire Mantar. WWE is gonna get <laughs> Tito Santana as El Matador coming back to manage them. And we saw this match take place already in PWS. Am I wrong? What? Did that happen or did it not? I think it. I think <laughs> did El Matador versus Mantar happen? I'm not sure. But El Matador is coming back. <laughs> Antar is coming back. Los Matadores is coming here. Apparently, they might get a third person with them, I read. Yeah, Tito Santana. <laughs> uh, anyway, okay, let's get on to the... Yeah, it'll be Unico or Camacho. Yeah, one of them. Camacho, who's at number 1200. Hey. <laughs> we'll talk about the PWI. Uh, I can't stop laughing this episode. This is too good. Uh, anyway, let's get to our middles from Raw. Uh, Cody Rhodes defeated Damian Sandow a night after he defeated him at SummerSlam. This is I, this makes no sense. Yeah, it was a good match, but like there was no point to this. What's right, it was a good I, match. There was just no point to this. Yeah, I, I like <laughs> the match. I thought, that, I thought there was a point to it because it continues their feud. Yeah, but there, there it doesn't no though. It, why did Cody Rhodes gets one over on Sandow? Cody Rhodes gets another one over on Sandow. Where does that leave Sandow? Sandow's down two notches. He's supposed to be up there on the upper echelon, as Chris why always says. To, why does he have to be up there? Now well, it just leaves Sandow yeah, with that. No, With that yes. desire that he wants to defeat Cody Rhodes now. Damian Sandow does not need to even wrestle Cody Rhodes. He has the money in the Are bank. Are you friends with Damian days. Sandow? I'm not friends with Damian okay, Sandow. Okay, well, I am, and he said that he wants to wrestle Cody Rhodes, okay? What kind of friends are you with Damian Sandow? Don't worry about it. Me? We're friends. No, that you wanted to have told me first? Well, we You're talk on aim. 
<laughs> We've been smoking on AIM since like 2000 and fuck. Yeah, you're so 2000 late. Back Dave. in the day when you used to add all the pro wrestlers on AIM. I never added pro wrestlers. That's Dude, you lot. definitely had Val Venus on your AIM list. Uh, I did not. I had. I, I spoke to. I, I don't know if I spoke to him. See, or not. so you did talk to wrestlers through AIM. Did you? Yes, no, but did. they were on yes, there. Maybe. Did. Shut up. You never spoke to Lenny Lane. I, maybe Lillian Garcia. All right, Lillian Garcia. All right, where were we? Where That's how we? you you had to use to email an AOL account for Lillian Garcia, so she sends you an eight by ten. So thank Got you. It. Got it. More middles. The Funkadactyls. You really have it. Yeah, and I got no, the Chris. Fun- Chris, did you ever get it? No, because I never oh. fo- followed I think wrestlers. Beast Sal and uh, Zack Ryder may. I have one. Oh, yeah. Sal posted one the other day on Instagram. Did he? Yeah. A Lillian Garcia autograph. Lillian Garcia autograph. It's me and Sal. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find it. But we're, let's continue on with this show. Uh, anyway, Funkadactyls defeated AJ and Layla. It was a solid match, but I just don't, don't. Really no, I thought, I thought it was funny because Cameron looked like she was gonna get tagged in and never did. So thank. Thank God for that. Yeah, um, I really hope that they weed out Cameron at some point. I don't think she's talented. I'm sorry, did you say they should weave out Cameron? <laughs> That'd be funny. But what no, did you weed say? Out. No, they out? should weed her out because I don't – I'm not a fan of her. I don't think that she is – Is that a phrase? I don't think she's good. I don't think they should release her. Yeah, well, well, she's got she's, job security right now. Right. This whole Total Divas gimmick. Right. Not, yeah, she's yeah. not a Total Divas show that's being successful – She's or doing successful. She's got the Funkadactyl's gimmick itself. Like, what if there's just one Funkadactyl? Then what does Naomi do? Naomi, uh, bring in Flash Funk. <laughs> funk. Wow. So then she's going to be a Funkette? <laughs> Isn't that what they were called? Didn't he have dancers with him called Funkettes? Yeah, the Funkettes. Well, there you go. Terry, is, you know, they're, 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 right? WWE is doing such a great job of bringing in all these like trios. You have the Shield. You have the Wyatt family. Uh, apparently the Matadores. There will be a trio. Bring another trio. Let's get King of Trios going on in the WWE. It'd be awesome. Yeah, right? Yeah. All right, let's continue on. Uh, that was all of our middles we had. Uh, let's get to the goods. Uh, let's start off with the Shields uh, doing the justice of the McMahons. Did we, do we have bads this week? Yeah, we had that yeah, one. Yeah, we had that. Alberto Del Rio and Sin Cara. Oh. I, I still I just can't believe how how Natalia comes home from the road and Tyson Kidd's only going to give her nuggies. Let's not talk about Total Divas. Dude, off the camera – he definitely gave her the D, so don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, gee, Dave, I didn't realize you were Gizmo in that situation. He gave her the Canadian Crippler. Anyway, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, Goods, uh, you had the Shield doing the justice for the McMahon family, uh, not only taking out Dolph Ziggler in a three-on-one match, but also taking out the Big Show. Because what, they, what did Dolph Ziggler say? He said something that, you know, he can't trust Triple H. He's been working with him for, for years, and he still can't trust him. Said on like one of those backstage fallout shows. So, yeah, so I just wasn't sure. I liked it. You know, it, it actually serves a purpose now for the Shield as like maybe the hired guns for the, this McMahon regime. I, I think it's great. I think that they're building up a little a new corporation, yes. and I am so I'm sold. It's funny because I'm pulling factors from like uh, from the corporation, then I'm pulling factors from the corporate ministry. So it's like, although none of the gimmicks are like corporate ministry, yeah. but even when you look back when. The Shield and Vince McMahon were having their going back and forth. Vince McMahon was always on the side of the Shield when they were first coming in and everything. It went on camera. I think it was with like Brad Maddox and whatnot where they were trying to prevent the Shield from doing whatever. Vince McMahon was on their side. So it's like, I would. It's like I, Big Boss Man times three now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right. All right, let's uh, let's continue on. Uh, Bray Wyatt defeating R Truth. 
good match. I have no complaints with it. Sister Abigail. He really, yeah, he he was able to pull off Sister Abigail in full effect, doing the whole dancing, and then uh, going into the move. Except David wasn't able to mark out right away because he was eating food of some sort. He might have choked on some chicken. (laughs) I wouldn't say that. I don't think that was funny. You should apologize right now to David for that. I'm offended. All right, I'm sorry, Dave. No, mean it. Get down on your knees. <laughs> mean it. Yeah, like Get you can on your knees. Oh, I miss Jack Swagger's old theme music. Uh, the Usos defeated three man bands. Solid tag team uh, wrestling. Yes, I like this match. Yeah, I was a fan of this match. I think that their both tag teams in this match were are very talented. Absolutely, more tag team wrestling. The primetime players defeat the real Americans. More importantly, uh, Darren Young gets the win. So, yeah, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was a good match. I thought it was good, and I liked the fact that they didn't even make mention to to uh, his coming out and using that as a gimmick. I, uh, I didn't say use it as a gimmick, but I think they could have mentioned it. I, I am very happy that they didn't mention it as well because I don't think that people watching should pay attention to all of that. They should be paying attention more to what he's doing in the ring. And plus, but, everybody- but two weeks two weeks ago, would they have had this match with the same out- outcome? Probably. Probably. I don't think so. Primetime players are heel up until Darren Young coming out. But it's not bec- – yeah, but he's still a, he's still a good wrestler. I mean yeah. you're not going to be like – oh, yeah, no. Bone crusher. You're not, you don't want your fans to be like uh, – to get the uh, the impression that he's getting a push or he's winning this match only because he's gay. Or Guess what? Out. Guess what? What? Pretty sure he is. Yeah, of course. He came out and said he was gay. We know this. No, I'm pretty <laughs> sure he's getting the push because he came out. WWE doesn't want that negative publicity saying, oh, Darren Young, look at that. Why isn't he getting used? We just had a huge story about him. Why? So when he, perks, when he gets his loss, people are going to be like, oh, wait, why is this game no, I lose? No, no, because he's had all these wins and he had all these wins finally coming out. I disagree. I do, I do think that maybe it plays a factor, but I still see primetime players two weeks ago winning this match against the – No. Uh, no way. There were heels. Why would they have even been in the match? Yeah, the one thing that I thought when Zeb Coulter came out and did his like normal uh, pre-match rant, I thought he was going to mention something about Darren Young. And he didn't, which uh, really surprised me. All I know is – well, not know. All I think I know is WWE is trying to turn them faces so they can make Darren Young a more positive – Good. And they're, and they're both talented. You yeah. Know, no, they, there's they no work. doubt about I, I, that. But- I even think before SummerSlam, they were facing each other. That primetime players and Cesaro and Swagger. I think they did have a few matchups together. We should look that up because I don't recall that. All righty. And, and Sal owns a Smoking Skull title belt? Yes, he does. Why did he get that? He's had it. Well, not like the real replica one. This is a toy. Ones. This is a toy. It's like one of the foam ones, yeah. I think next, that w- to, next to his Lillian Garcia autograph and his Taz autograph. And his Chris Jericho and... No, no, I'm looking at a picture, David. Oh. Anyway, uh, let's continue on. Though. Miz defeats Wade Barrett via disqualification because Fandango gets involved. Uh, we didn't mention it, but you know, the night before there was a lot of promos between the Miz and Fandango. So this coming off of uh, SummerSlam and sets up a program for the Miz and Fandango, which I'm fine yes. with. And for a split second, I stupid me, I thought it was Evan Bourne returning. <laughs> Because it was purple tights and everything. Not tights, but like purple. I saw purple. Why would I assume purple was Fandango, even though I saw them last on Sunday? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and last but not least, let's get to the big, uh, the two big storylines that happened on Monday Night Raw. Uh, you have Paul Heyman coming out, you know, uh, night after his client Brock Lesnar. Well, or if you want to say it, Brandon. No? Okay. No, I, my throat. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, so the night after his client Brock Lesnar beat CM Punk, saying that, you know, if he apologizes to him, he'll take him back underneath his wing, and he could be WWE champion again. CM Punk comes out later that night, says that he doesn't need that. You know, he apologizes, uh, gets in the face of a fan in the front row for heckling him, which I thought was awesome. And I, think- I, I agree. I thought that was, that I was like great. That. I thought I- that was great for the promo. What if I was sitting there booing CM Punk? No, I would have well, made fun I would, of. I would be like, "Yeah, CM Punk, you tell CM Punk, yeah, Brandon Ford." All of a sudden, you're missing teeth. Like, what is that? Yeah, <laughs> I liked it though. I think it had fuel to the 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 fire of CM Punk being angry and being pissed off. Yeah, apparently it just got hit, got to him, and it made for great television. Yeah, it was great. Uh, Everybody that's, around that's, him, I, you know, that guy with that guy that Brandon doesn't like. Brandon no, I did, I did like that promo though. Yeah, but what? What like? How embarrassed would you have to feel? Like you booed CM Punk, and CM Punk is supposed to be a face, and he comes out, makes fun of you, calls you fat. Then I think Paul Heyman calls you fat, and then Jerry Waller makes mention of it and calls you fat. Like, I how, like, think that as a like they're allowed to. I don't see why what if not. You, what if that guy left a note? God forbid, left a note and signed it. Thank you, CM Punk, Paul Heyman, and Jerry Waller for making my life hell. Well, then. You know, it happens. Yeah. Anyway, this is then leads to Curtis Wrestling. Axel. Curtis Axel coming out and them just having a full on brawl. Don't be such a mark. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, and, and before we move on, my apologies to Brandon. Um, no, I don't accept. Primetime, primetime players did not face uh, real so Rose at all. So B A M R O A S T E D. E I E I O. If I spelled that correctly, I don't even know. But anyway, this this brawl kind of helped the. Um, the feud between Paul Heyman and CM Punk because you know now it's going to be CM Punk facing Curtis Axel so I'm happy with this do you I'm see maybe the Intercontinental title getting involved and CM Punk winning the Intercontinental title you know I think that would actually be a very smart idea because, you know I think oh, I'm sorry you were talking because the championship scene is very cluttered at times and I think it would bring a kind of a new life to the Intercontinental Championship it wasn't even featured on SummerSlam yeah I, I think that if CM Punk did go for the championship, it would actually do a lot of good for that. Will CM Punk wear his Macho Man-inspired trunks when? going for the Intercontinental Championship if there was ever a match? I don't know. Maybe well, we will uh, we'll have to see. Will CM Punk hold the Intercontinental Championship longer than he hold, held the WWE Championship? I don't think so. Will think, Paul Heyman get involved in the match? Okay, let's continue. Moving on. on yeah, thank, thank you. Uh, anyway, last thing we got to talk about is John Cena. John Cena starts off Monday Night Raw showing everybody his elbow and how it looks like the great Kali's face and uh, tells everybody he's going to be out for four to six months. He's got yeah. a torn tricep. I was going to say, for those of you who didn't see the picture, I kind of want that to be picture of the week. Yeah, that's mad funny. Yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, I, I, I think that's pretty crazy to see that elbow and whatnot. I, I, that's just intense. He, he, what was it? Four to six months. Yeah, four to six months. I don't think it's going to be four to six months though, because it seems like whenever they give John Cena a timeline, he always returns like the month before I that saw, first date. I, I saw on the dirt sheets. I hate going to dirt sheets, but I went to one and I saw that they reported that John Cena will most likely be taking the full time off this time instead of returning early. Yeah, I, give uh, apparently apparently it was said on one of the dirt sheets as well that apparently the whole WWE locker room was told to step up in the uh, absence of John Cena and also Sheamus. So, but they do that and they don't do anything with them. So yeah, it's like, I, I, I think that they – yeah. Now's the time. Now's the time Zack Ryder could step up. 
Oh Now's God. the time Justin Gabriel can shine. <laughs> oh God. No, um, who else? Who else can shine? Will Kofi Kingston be a main eventer again? I think I think he'll be back within three to four months. So I don't think he's going to take that long amount of time. And plus, if the wrestling and the storylines aren't going as well as they think that they will go, they will definitely ask him to come back a little bit sooner. Yeah. Well, let's talk about what's going on. You know, he definitely endorsed Daniel Bryan. Says Daniel Bryan has his respect, uh, but apparently Daniel Bryan doesn't have the respect of uh, the, the McMahon family. With Stephanie McMahon coming out saying, you know, we're at, you know, you're angry, you know, you're upset, blah 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 blah. You're escorted out of the building by a bunch of indie wrestlers. Great. Which was a great promo between Stephanie and uh, D. Bray. Oh yeah, yeah. Was, was, she's she's just pissed that he's got a better beard than her. Brandon, her, this is, what? we're trying to make this a PG show. Than her husband's beard. <laughs> you set what do you say? What are you trying to think about? Nothing. Uh, the send led for Daniel Bryan being escorted out of the building. Which then led to the end of the end of the show. We're going from the beginning to end here. Uh, Randy Orton's coronation, you could say, of being the WWE champion, and all of the uh, roster was on the was on the stage. Triple H coming out and saying this is better for business. This is better for the future of the WWE. Uh, made reference to the promo that he did when uh, Evolution was formed. Something about like a coal becoming a diamond. Did anybody notice that as well? I, I you can't I heard it, but coal. I didn't know what it was from. Yeah. You can't take coal and turn it into a diamond if Triple H is there. Oh, I thought you were about to say that's scientifically impossible. Um, <laughs> no, that's how. Did you see? Did you guys made. see the side plates for Andy Orton's title? Yeah, they look cool. Yeah, I like I like those. Uh, but anyway, this then leads to Daniel Bryan actually coming out because they know he's out there and trying to get into the ring to face Randy Orton. He's then uh, attacked by the Shield and then taken out by Randy Orton. But not fully attacked. He took out the Shield, which is something Dolph Ziggler and Big Show couldn't do, and then they jumped on him again. I I thought it was really cool how they were about to hit the power bomb, then Vince McMahon or Triple H stopped him, and then they had him get into the ring. And once he gets into the ring, just right away, before even he was like halfway up, gets nailed with the RKO. And this, I think... A lot of people were like, oh, my God, they're burying Daniel Bryan. This isn't burying Daniel Bryan to me. This is the start of the rise of Daniel Bryan and the if rise you, of the new face in the right. WWE. Absolutely. If you say that this is burying Daniel Bryan, obviously you don't know pro wrestling. Obviously you're just buying into everything. If anyone's getting buried here, it's Zack Ryder. <laughs> wow. Anyway. Um, Triple H. Triple H just always has to uh, insert himself into a angle. McMahon always has to do it. No, if there's money in an angle, Triple H and Vince McMahon will always be inserted into the angle. And I do have a problem with Triple I don't, H. I don't, I don't agree with you with that one. I don't what? think that they'll always insert themselves in an it's angle. It's been proven. With Has it? What scientists have proven this, Brandon? It doesn't have to be scientifically proven. Well, I'm not going to go through the past few storylines, but I'm pretty positive Vince McMahon and Triple H aren't always present. If, if for the then, but I, look at CM Punk and John and, Cena. Wait, 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 but are you also saying that this is not good television? I just don't think John, uh, Triple H needs to be in there. Why not, dude? He's the face. He's the C. What is he? The COO. Yeah. He is the John Laurinaitis of two thousand and. Uh, exactly. So why are you not going to insert him in there? Because I didn't want John Laurinaitis on TV. I think that this is great television. This is going to be make for a great storyline that's going to last for a long time. I, I agree. And I proved and I proved you wrong by saying that Triple H and Vince McMahon insert themselves into stuff by saying John Cena versus 
CM Punk. Okay, one example. Congratulations, you win. But anyway, um, I like I like okay, I like the setup of this. This is definitely as Dave said, this is going to be go on for a very long time and this is going to pay off because I think the chase for a babyface to face a heel champion is a lot better than a babyface champion with a just, you know, a heel. Plus to put the people in charge of the company against this one wrestler that makes fans want to get behind this one wrestler even more than before. It's not like you have the WWE champion against him. It reminds you me of Stone yelling, Cold. Are you yelling at me or the people that are I'm yelling at that- Triple H right now, apparently, because I have the roster up on my screen. So I'm yelling. No, but, but specifically, me or the people that are disagreeing with this storyline? No, now I lost my track. Never mind. Never mind. All righty. But yeah, I'm excited for this. It kind of reminds me of Stone Cold. reminds me of Mick Foley. You know, a star was born at SummerSlam and on Monday Night Raw. So we'll see next week how uh, this all plays out on SmackDown and this how it plays out on Raw. Uh, one more WWE thing we want to talk about before we hit to a break. I heard it plays out really well on SmackDown. Yeah, but... so did I. Um, oh, that's something else I wanted to speak about from last week's SmackDown. Uh, last week's SmackDown. Yeah, since we don't normally talk about that. I, I really enjoyed that match that Daniel Bryan had. Oh, yeah, and Wade Barrett. I enjoyed it as well. That was such yeah. a good match. So everybody should go watch that because I don't think everybody watches SmackDown. Yeah, Especially before a pay-per-view. Yeah. But like, go go watch that. Also, Drake Younger's on it. Yeah, he is. He gets bullied by Ryback. Oh, that was him? Really? Yeah. I was surprised that you didn't even – I didn't watch I, SmackDown, I, to be honest with you. I watched that match and I like half-ass watched it. So. Uh, I, I thought that you would be more like, oh, my God, Drake Younger. Nice. Um, all right. But anyway, WWE 2K14 is kind of like an annual thing that they always mention. They always talk about the roster for w, the next WWE game during SummerSlam. And they didn't announce the entire roster, but they announced like all the people that are going to be involved in the 30-year WrestleMania mode where you're going to be going Which through. I have to say I don't think they announced everybody. No, I don't think they did either. The full roster is coming soon, but they announced a, a, bunch, of, a bunch of people. Andre the Giant's going to be in it. Uh, you're going to have two different forms of Brock Lesnar. Bill Goldberg's going to be in it. Hulk Hogan. Geekon Bundy. Yokozuna. Yokozuna, yes. I'm very excited about that one. Uh, Ultimate Warrior, The Miz. Three versions. Apparently, the guys from THQ were saying that King Kong Bundy was their favorite person to play it's, with. It's 2K, David. Jobber. What'd I say? THQ. Uh, my bad. But Razor Ramon. Razor Ramon, I'm pretty stoked about as well. I can't wait to reenact that ladder match. From yeah, it's, it's, there's there's going to be a two, lot to do. Two Ric Flairs. Woo. It, it should be good. It should be good. You know, if the uh, panel that was on uh, Saturday night is any indication of how fun the gameplay is going to be, it's going to be wasted fun. It's going to be yeah, wasted what was fun. That? Like there was no indication. There was nothing about the game even. Yeah, it was, yeah. Rick, it was Ric Flair, and apparently they weren't drunk though. Jim Ross and uh, Ric Flair are apparently accused allegedly oh, of being drunk. Shit. I don't. Ric Flair, from, come on. From what I saw, I saw that Ric Flair was. Drunk. Uh, that might just be Ric Flair, though. Hold on, but I also saw that T. Uh, I was apparently the people from 2K were trying to get Ric Flair off the stage during this. But that might just be panel. how Ric Flair is. I mean, he was just went. He was just telling stories. So I mean, Honestly, it, it, I mean, he's at that age. Yeah. I mean, and, and we dementia found out, could kick in. And we yeah. found out that interesting story that I thought was interesting, at least that he has three WWE Hall of Fame rings. For what himself, the Four Horsemen. Yeah, when he got inducted, Four Horsemen got inducted. And when Reed died, before they closed the casket, he put his solo induction ring on Reed's finger. And they buried him with it. And Triple H pulled him aside at one of the NXT tapings and was like, "Uh, Rick, we got to talk. And Rick's like, oh, God, I think I'm in trouble or something. What did I do? 
And Triple H gives him, gives him another Hall of Fame ring for his solo induction with his son's name written on it. Oh, that's awesome. That's, that's pretty classy. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool. Have they announced, an, announced anything in regards to new matches? No, I don't no. think so. Miss Elizabeth is in it. Bobby Heenan's in it. I think they'll be they'll be non playable characters for the most part. Yeah, but I then heard, again, I heard like Gorilla I think Monsoon in one of the um, commercials. Hopefully, he's actually in it. It's not just them throwing him his yeah, voice I, over. I don't it. know. I have a feeling it's going to be Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler doing commentary for that. Yeah, I think so too. I think they even com- confirmed it. But yeah. I, like I, for the WrestleMania mode, I just think that there's guys that just haven't been announced for this yet. Like Piper, I think we might. I mean, you never know. We might see Mr. T or something. Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah, who 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 do you guys want to see in the game that hasn't Mike, been announced yet? Mike Tyson might be in it. Chris, Bob Acklin. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So, uh, I, I, I want to see all the new guys. To be honest with you, I'm gonna, I'm very oh, excited they announced uh, Antonio Cesaro. So they announced saying. Darren Young too because he came out. Yeah, I don't, don't want to hear about him coming out on the podcast anymore. I'm well, so, that's why they announced it. Talk about his wrestling ability. Well, no, that's hey, why they amen, announced Dave. it. So. Amen. Well, Seriously. no, that, but that's why they announced all right. it. So, so who, who else? I like to see Bam Bam. Th- Bam Bam would be really good. Yeah, but but then you'd have to put LT in. From WrestleMania, yeah. Do we see Lawrence Taylor in a video game? No. You know, I, like we don't know. We don't. He no. main evented WrestleMania, but you know, on this podcast that we will definitely be talking about WWE 2K14 in its entirety as it comes closer. But for right now, let's take a little break. Let's hey, get speaking a- of WWE 2K14, we had a question associated with it. Thank oh, you, yeah. Brandon. What was the question? Yeah. From uh, Jason Linick, he said, "Now that." The Ultimate Warrior, who, by the way, is a pre-order bonus, is included in the WWE 2K14 game. Do we see him maybe doing something more with WWE? Hall of Fame, that's it. Um, I can see him Hall of Fame. I don't see him being involved with any storylines or anything like that, though. Yeah, I would like to see at WrestleMania 30, he'll, he runs down to the ring, he gets pedigreed, gets right back up. They wouldn't do that. And buries Triple H again. No, they wouldn't. No, do I, was, that. I was joking. Nah. So but yeah, so. I don't want to see that. I really don't want to see that. The only place I'd want to see Ultimate Warrior wrestler wrestle is on an independent level. Yeah, you might not see that either. I don't think we'll see that ever. But I think yeah, he's, the guy he can barely walk. I mean, you, you walk. He runs to the ring. He was in great shape for his match with Orlando Jordan. Yeah, but did you see the way he was walking during that even com- that commercial he did? He was in a. S- Jeans and a, I don't he was well I don't pay, dude I guess I didn't pay attention yeah. to the way he's walking the only person I've ever but that's also like what I'm what I'm going to school for so I mean of course as I'm watching I'm not paying attention to that so shit. are you watching Sorry, me? I, I haven't seen you yet but probably what do you mean you haven't we saw each other on Sunday <sighs> anyway let's get to a break now that that question was answered and we come back we're gonna just talk about a bunch of really hilarious stuff here. On Marking Out. This is Aaron Sheik. You watching or you listen to the Marking Out. Yeah, thanks so much. And we are back on Marking Out, pro wrestling talk by the professional wrestling fan. And we're talking about some professional wrestling right now. Uh, every single year, Pro Wrestling Illustrated releases their top 500, rating the 500 wrestlers uh, all in, in the world, not just the United States, in the world. And this year's list is definitely one for a discussion. I think this will probably be the bigger discussion out of uh, the entire show. 
anyway, uh, your top ten are John Cena is the th- gets his third uh, number one in the rankings. Number two is CM Punk. Number three is here. Uh, I apologize if I pronounce this wrong. Hiroshi Tanahashi. Billy Ray is number four. Takunichi Okada is number. What, five? Yeah. One, two, three, four, five. Uh, five, six is Sheamus. Seven is Jeff Hardy. Eight is Alberto Del Rio. Nine is Dolph Ziggler. And ten is Kevin Steen. I know Dave has been ranting about this on not just Twitter, but also on Facebook. So, Dave, just just run. Just run. Run with it. Take it. I just don't understand the entire how – do, how do they come up with this list? They have to be a bunch of freaking monkeys in a little office room. All right. You put all these – every single tag team – is separated by like five to ten people. How are they saying like, okay, Jimmy Jay Uso is one ten. Oh, but Jimmy Uso is one oh seven. What is the difference? Did you just Sing- say Jimmy twice? Uh Jay is one ten, Jimmy is one oh seven. Sincara, number seventy five? Um, okay. I think that they are neglecting a lot of Japanese wrestlers, even though that they did have Tanahashi and Okada, who definitely deserve to be in the top ten in the top 10 but then after that they really neglected they neglect to put a lot of the cmll wrestlers they neglect also women what about triple a yeah same thing but why don't they list women wrestlers because they get their own yeah they get their own yeah but this is pwi this is pro wrestling Illustrated's top 500 it's not top 500 male wrestlers but obviously it is 500 male wrestlers so then why aren't they saying male wrestlers because they, that's kind of chauvinistic. So it isn't chauvinistic to say PWI top 20 women wrestlers like they do or whatever? No, because that's a clear-cut list. I think that that is a little bit BS because there's a ton of pro, res- pro wrestlers that are female that out- can outperform and clean a mat with any of these – with a lot of these guys listed on the top 500. I do agree with you. I'm pretty sure Amazing Kong or Awesome Kong or Karma, whatever you want to call her, will have – it thousand and has had twenty thousand better matches than number four ninety nine Tim Zabisco or whatever Tom Zabisco whatever his name is Tim Zabisco. Although I watched a match of Tim Zabisco and it wasn't bad, I thought it was going to be terrible. Yeah, it was actually funny. We were bashing him and then he ended up being he ended up being quite good. Yeah, but not um, like not karma good. All right, but Wade Barrett's number twenty one. I'm sorry, but what has he done all year? He was the Intercontinental Champion for a large period of time. Yeah, but he law- he probably he pretty much won twice, but that's but doing that gets you all the, all the way up to twenty one. I mean, well, I it's because like they- you're in WWE. First of all, you had a you held a somewhat I, major title. I feel like they just take the they take the WWE roster, copy and paste it right onto there, put them in the top hundred and then or top one hundred fifty, and then after that they go to TNA, then Ring of Honor. I mean, there's so many wrestlers that are a lot better than. And aren't even listed. You should ask us who we think should have been listed that aren't listed. Okay. Well, <laughs> first I'll go into that, and then I'll go into Danny Bryant. Go for it. Uh, who do you think should be listed that isn't listed? Uh, how about somebody that went on a retirement tour this year? Jerry Lynn? Wrestled, wrestled kick-ass matches throughout the whole United States? Jerry Lynn. Yeah, exactly. Jerry Lynn's not on the list. Like, I how does agree. that make sense? I could agree with you on that. Somebody uh, else that I think had pretty kick-ass matches this year – this past year also, Kevin Matthews. I can agree with that as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what about Alex Reynolds and John John Silver? As also, much. Yeah. They've wrestled in, I think, uh, Dragon Gate. And CCW. 
CCW. They've had a and, hell of a good matches. A good, uh, but, but apparently they're not in the top 500 wrestlers in the world. And, oh, and Gregory Helms is not listed. Helms has been very good in his independence. Dan Moff, who's been wrestling around, he's been really good. But Crimson is 381. Oh, oh, Chris, you may like this one. You know that guy, um, what's his name? Chief of Kid that you were talking about at Pro Wrestling Day? Yes, absolutely. Um, also known as Andrew Everett in CCW now. Mm-hmm. Very good, making a name for himself. Yeah, he's not in the top 500. Now, how did Curtis Axel, who debuted after WrestleMania, or re-debuted, I should say, after WrestleMania get added to this list? How was Bray Wyatt, who didn't make... Yes, Bray Wyatt was doing stuff in... Uh, NXT. NXT, but come on. The fact that you... Like, Tommaso Chomp, it really depends on when they also start this list and when it ends. This is, like, a magazine that's November 2013, so we don't know if it's November 2012 and on or whatnot. But, like, Ciampa was out and injured, but he still made his presence felt in the beginning of this year. So it really depends on when you're picking and choosing these people. Uh, as- Joey, Joey Janela is not on the list. I mean, there's so many wrestlers that should be on the list. Um, as for the top ten itself... Um, I don't think Sheamus should be in there. I agree with you 100%. Um, what about the fact that Daniel Bryan's not in the top 10? Yeah, where where, where is my main man, D-Bry? I'm trying to uh, uh, 11. 11? Yeah, he should be up there. He Sheamus should, definitely- should be out. I, I, I agree. I think Wait, Sheamus where's Dolph Ziggler? Not- Dolph Ziggler is 9. Okay, yeah. I agree with that, too. Um, I go I go back and forth because I still think D-Bry had a better year than no. Ziggler. I think Dolph Ziggler did way better than – aside from not winning – I mean, he didn't win the WWE Championship, but he I was still think Ultra, he, I don't think Ultramantis Black is on here. Oh, oh that's the funny thing. Yeah, they don't, they don't really list, list any Chikara guys. Ultramantis Black isn't on there. Green Ant isn't on there. Yeah, and uh, Ultramantis Black won the King of Trios. Yeah, no. The most recent King of Trios. He's not on there. Hollow Wicked is on there. Yeah. And I have to say, I'm fine with John Cena being number one as long as he's in WWE and he's on top because John Cena oh. is the guy. I, I I do agree with you. I think John Cena. I is. agree. I agree on number one and two. I, I mean, agree you with may that. you may not want to admit it because you may hate John Cena, but you can't be blind. Who the hell is Black Jack Phoenix? Dude, there's so many people. Like, and I I want to say, oh, but also Fire Ant's not listed either. Yeah, I want to say Abyss is on the list. Yeah. Abyss, Abyss is on the list. Uh, yeah, but yeah, oh, let me but why, why is he as Abyss? Shouldn't it be Joseph Park? Or yeah, Park obviously Abyss? they created this list in early 2012. Or early 2012? It sounds like the list came from 2011. I was about, yeah, like mid-2012, I was going to say. Um, but okay, here's some numbers that is going to blow your mind. Biggie Langston, you know, great wrestler. Because obviously they think so. He's ranked. He's ranked number thirty-three. Well, he has had a, he has had a lot of time on TV and a lot of high-profile matches. Yeah, but he, but this is no, but he this didn't. Is, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. He was the NXT champion. That doesn't matter though. It's like thirty-three. And Bo, da- I mean Bo Dallas is listed, right? So are we saying that Kurt Angle, who's at twenty-three, is only ten wrestlers better than Big E? And Sting is on the list. Sting, you're putting on terrible matches. It, it makes no sense. Like I said, if you're in the WWE, as a, as evident with Big E Langston, if you're with the WWE, if you're with NXT, then you're going to be pushed a little bit. Who's the guy that just debuted in NXT? Tyler Breeze. You know, he only has two matches in, I think. He's number two, 255. Oh, my God. And that's for got- a 
And even if you want to say because Mike Dalton before that, Mike Dalton was a jobber. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he won the NXT Tag Team Championships, but that was a while back. I think that may have been 2011. I mean, you got guys like Crimson sitting on the list. Yeah, Crimson. Kali's 133. Rockstar Spud. Anybody listening? Uh, Michael Tarver. You know, that guy that failed out of NXT and was really nobody. Yeah, no, he's number 297. Uh, Rob Terry. The big fat, the big piece of crap in TNA. Yeah, no, he's 158. Uh, JTG, who is he? That rhymed, but he's 190. Um, <laughs> he's still John, employed. <laughs> oh, Jesse yeah. Goddard's, Jesse freaking Goddard's, 228. I think Jan, I think Jan Marison should have been higher. Yeah, I was about to say John lower, Morrison. I should say no, lower, not lower. John, John Morrison is only ranked number 309. He should, he definitely deserves. And Jushin Liger. Yeah, Jushin Liger. Like, wait, where is Jushin not on the uh, list? 226. I love how Dave has so much hatred for this list. Me, personally, I think, like, okay, sorry. I could really give two shits about this list. This is somebody's personal opinion for a magazine that's been around for, as of right now, 20, it looks like to me, 23 years. So let them be entitled to their opinion, and you know what? I'll be entitled to my opinion and not know who the hef. Who the hef? Yeah, who the hef. (laughs) Good save. Yeah, right? Uh, Slim Trimmins is. Yeah, like that. But the thing is, I okay. You have to take it from two. You, either you accept it and say, you know what, they are correct. They have a good list. Or you could also go the route that I know a lot of wrestlers do go. Ric Flair used to go this route, but you just don't care about the list because it really is. It means nothing. It is nothing. What you have done as a professional wrestler matters more than what PWI. But I, I, I want to say that I am happy to see names that we know on this list. I'm happy to see that they get recognition, even though if they might even send their information in themselves. And next year, 2014, that list. Railroad ready, Rudy. Seriously, get ready to be railroaded. <laughs> Railroad Rudy is – I have to – Railroad Rudy has to make that list 100%. And don't get me wrong. I do feel bad if you are a pro wrestler and you're listening to this and you're listed and you're very proud of your number. Uh, you know, maybe depending on who you are, maybe you did de- you deserve to be a lot higher than what they're listing you lower, as. Lower. Yeah, lower. Like lower. closer to. And when we say lower, we mean closer to one. Yeah, exactly. Like so, like when Lance I on Oahe, I could say that he deserves to be closer. Yeah, he's only four hundred twenty-four, but we've seen him put on really good matches. Like I feel like a lot of these people that are doing the list don't actually watch the list, watch the matches. They only go into the internet. Pull out a bunch of names and like, okay, okay, okay. And then they have uh, probably a few promoters sending them money saying, listen, I have these guys that I want to get their names out there. Here, here's a few hundred dollars. Could you please rank them in there? Yeah, it's because they're sitting there with their hand down their pants, eating a bag of Cheetos, drinking a Diet Coke, listening to a Whitney Houston album and just doing that. They're not even listening to watching a, a wrestling match. Is that they're what you do on weekends, people- Brandon? No, I don't. I don't eat Cheetos. Okay. <laughs> I don't really listen to Whitney Houston either. Anyway, yeah. yeah so next year, yeah. to the two thousand the twenty fourth annual PWI five hundred. Expect Railroad Rudy to be like four seventy eight. I really, I really. Even if he's number five hundred, that will make my lifetime. And just to what was Jeremy? Uh, it, the Generation Me in TNA. It was Jeremy and Max, or no? I think so. Okay. Apparently, this is so old that they list the Young Bucks. As 151 and 157. Yeah, but they list them as their Generation Me names, even though they've been out of TNA for a good amount of time already. Yeah. So. It's like, honestly, if, if you're listening, which obviously you are, 
Um, what's your top 10 list? We have a little discussion going on Facebook. Join in on the discussion. Tell us what your top 10 li- list is. Do you agree with the list? Who is not on the list that should be in the list? Um, I want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, absolutely. Dave is definitely uh, – Dave starts rants and finishes them. Yeah, I mean, and also I uses YOLO in text messages. Every people that – every people – everyone that does <laughs> write in the Facebook, it's not like we just like a comment or whatnot or just post our opinion and ignore yours. I like I I'm, I know that they do too, but I also go through and read everyone's comments because I'm curious as to what you actually have to say. So do it up. Absolutely. And now let's get off one crap list and get onto one crap show. I'm kidding. Ew. Who's Silent Warrior? Exactly. I don't know. Did I don't you know. Afford to pay me to wrestle Silent Warrior? Yeah, this is like it, it's bad. All right. Anyway, let's let, let's talk about other things. Let's talk about Impact Wrestling. It's part two. How did Virgil make this list? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, Can you let's imagine t- Virgil sold autographs in the subway system and made the list. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about uh, TNA Impact Wrestling from this week. It was uh, part two of Hardcore Justice. So, um, did you know going into this week that it was going to be a part two? Nope. Yeah. What's this part two? I just I, I had just no hear- idea. Wait, I'm I, just hearing about this now when you just mentioned this. No, I want to talk about part two. They mentioned it last night. Yeah, they, du- they dubbed two. Impact this week Hardcore Justice as well. Which had no even, like, they didn't have hardcore matches, really. They, are you serious? What? They had hardcore matches. What match? Uh, you had a four way uh, street fight for yeah. uh, 20 points in the Bound for Glory series, which Joseph Park wins. To so which jo- Earl Hebner pretended to not see. The other guys, because what would happen if you saw them? It's a street fight. Yeah, absolutely. I thought I thought I didn't even know it was a street fight, and then I then I found out. I was like, why did Earl Hebner pretend to not even see them? But Joseph Park is now out of the uh, the negatives, and he's in the positives, having 17 points now. Um, what else? Well, in that match, you know, you, you've seen this alliance over the past couple of weeks of Daniels, Kazarian, and uh, Bobby Roode. They're trying to get Austin Aries involved in this mat at the in this match and his involvement. Austin Aries pretty much said no. He's gonna be, uh, you know, he's gonna be his own lone wolf. Do we call them Kazanyud now? Kazanyud? Yeah, instead of Kazaniels and Bobby Roode, is it Kazanyud? Maybe I like that. Uh, one big thing before, and this happened after the show ended last week, and we we're kind of bummed about this. Brooke Hogan was apparently fired from Impact Wrestling. You know, she's Ooh. the head of the, yeah, she's the head of Knockouts, not doing. That was was she fired or did she leave? I think she got fired. And I can't. I, I can't wait to hear them write her off the script. They already wrote her off the script. Yeah, she's when? already out. On, no, on impact what'd they this say? week. What they say? Apparently, Bully Ray was coming out and uh, you know getting a uh, bringing up his Brook, and he brought out Brook Tessmacher instead. No, I'm I'm talking about completely write her off. I think like that, next no, week. It, next week when they mention her, I'll be like, oh yeah, <clears throat> Brooke Hogan was too ashamed that that Brooke was having an affair with Bully and not the right Brooke. That she just left the company. That was a really, really awkward promo, I have to say, because Brooke Tessmacher just came out in that weird, like, Mad Max outfit, and then her s- face and sucked off. Oh, now you think that? What? Her face? No, her face is like yeah. But I'm so- telling you, dude, she looks like when I've always said that her body is pretty, is good though. <laughs> what's it's that? Good. What's that? What's that actor who dressed up Channing Tatum? I think. Dressed up on Jimmy Fallon as a chick, and it looks like Brooke Tessmacher. <laughs> anyway, though, that, that was really awkward. Brooke Hogan sucking off that – I mean, Brooke Tessmacher <laughs> sucking off that wedding ring. Yeah, and there was a giant thing of spit. Yeah. 
What was that? I oh, spit on her. Before she came out. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, beat me, Brandon. Oh, man. Yeah, that was uh, that was really interesting. So now Brooke Tessmacher is a part of Aces and Ace. Wasn't she a part of the, the, the bromance like two weeks ago? No. Yeah, I don't. Was she? No. I don't know. Wasn't she? Hasn't she been off TV for like a year? Not I'll, a year. I'll be honest. I pick and choose what I watch on TNA. and I don't I, recall ever seeing Brooke. Wouldn't. Didn't she go – like she left TV to do competitions or something? Maybe. I thought she was done with TNA. Maybe. I don't know no, that's that. that's Madison Rain and that's Victor, uh, Veronica, whatever. Her and name is. Nikki. Oh, I know. I know. Uh, yeah. Her, but I'm, I really didn't know Brooke Tessmacher was still employed. Uh, anyway, your main event of Hardcore Justice 2 Electric Boogaloo was uh, the Aces and Eights facing off against the main event Mafia who were lacking one because Kurt Angle was in rehab and they just decided to turn AJ Styles super babyface. Changing his music and putting him back to uh, the phenomenal one, AJ Styles, which was eh. it was a weird. It's it was kind of weird how they went about this, but why? This is the now. Correct me if I'm wrong, but which you definitely would. Uh, isn't this the match that they were going to do last week that they pushed off? Yes, and they had to get another member. Okay, so, I went to rehab. So then, <laughs> rehab. what was the? What was the point of pushing it off? Because obviously because they needed to get another member. Yeah, they needed to do the whole storyline thing. So this was a necessary thing to push off. Yes, it be done they, in one show. I think. No, I think. It, I, I think, think it was. So. I think it was right. I don't think they could have because last week they they got they went for Austin Aries. No, fuck. Oh, sorry. Screw Austin Aries. They went for uh, Tito Ortiz Santana. Tito, yeah. What's that rice dick? <laughs> Tito Santana. Tito Ortiz and nope, that didn't work out. So then they had they filled in the other time and they went to AJ and AJ turned face. Yeah, I, I just feel like this, this all could have done in one show. Yeah, I mean, to, to, to go go from well, but, wrestler and then but at look the last at the moment, thing with AJ Styles come out. The last moment, look at what happened with Tito Ortiz that happened it's, during the main event. Yeah, and, there, so. and also the, the, you had to have like the main event be that cage match. You couldn't like throw that five that five on five match in there with the cage match because that would have been like too much too much going on. And if Kurt, yeah, and that would be stupid too because why would they have Devon lose after Bully Ray, or why would they have Bully Ray win after they have Devon lose or whatever? I just think that's like why would you have another match after that? I don't know yeah. why they'd have that match specifically taped. For this week, so we could have went on the internet and found out that Devon is no longer. Yeah, Devon got pinned in that match. Devon is no longer with Impact Wrestling. Apparently, his contract's up, and this is a way to write him off TV. And that's an, that's another thing that doesn't make sense to me. Like, aside from the contract being up and everything, he's from Aces and Eights. Aces and Eights debuted on TV doing whatever they want. So, who? Why is Devon to say? Why, like, who is to say? Oh, Devon, nope, I'm I'm out of the company, guys. Sorry, Aces and Eights, I got to leave. Meanwhile, Aces and Eights is always, oh, I'm Aces and Eights. I'm on TV. I'm doing what I want. I'm doing this. So why is a, a, a match going to – why is that and a pinfall going to stop Devon from being on TV? I don't know. I do not know about that one. But, yeah, so Devon's off TV. Uh, the X Division's back to a singles format as Manic defeated Sanjay Dutt because they're just running out of talent in the X Division. And that's Good a match. Yeah. Good. I thought it was. I thought it was good. I'm just. I'm just over the whole manic suicide thing. Just make him TJ Perkins. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I was thinking about it. I love that they did do the name change and everything. And I am okay with him doing manic. Um, it's a gimmick and whatnot. I'm good with it. 
And then they announced ODB and Gail Kim were going to wrestle, so I changed the channel. <laughs> yeah, I really didn't pay attention to that match. Yeah, that either. was, to be honest, that was um, not that, but the Manic and Dutt was actually the only match I fully watched from start to finish. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's Impact Wrestling for you. So next week, uh, I wonder we're going to wonder how they're going to write off Brooke Hogan, and uh, yeah, see what else goes on. No surrenders coming up soon. I think it's on September 11th. Hopefully, also not- in, in regards to these pay per view quote unquote like these that used to be pay per views. Yeah, these, uh, you should make them bigger. More more people would want to watch them if they were actually like pay per views instead of just a regular Impact episode. Yeah, well, they need room for the next Ultimate Fighter, Bellator, afterwards, and cops beforehand, so they can't make it three hours. Yeah, well, no, not even three hours. Just make it good. Yeah, we'll see about that one. Uh, But, yeah, that's all we have to talk about professional wrestling-wise. A lot of stuff's coming up in the independent world coming in September, so in the next couple weeks we'll definitely talk about that. But until then, let's get to Shameless Plugs. Shameless Plugs. Yes, yes, it's shameless plugs time. You need a third yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Shameless plugs. Uh, I think two yeses were sufficient. All right, let him get on the shameless plugs. Should I just go with one yes? I mean, no. All right, um, go check out this bar, The Abbey. It's located in Brooklyn, facebook.com slash The Abbey in Brooklyn. Well, The Abbey, Brooklyn. Uh, They feature jazz, pool, free popcorn, which is always nice when you're drunk. So go check them out, The Abbey in Brooklyn. Did you go there, Dave? No, sir, but I told the friend that I would give them a plug. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm always trying to find my shameless plugs, and if a friend says, hey, could you promote my bar? Yeah, sure. All right, also, because PWI 500 neglected these guys, I'm not going to neglect them. Go follow Alex Reynolds at YT Alex Reynolds. He's facing off against Kevin Matthews at PWS Return, uh, Return to Rawway on September 20th. Go follow him. Also, Andrew Everett a.k.a. Chiva Kid, at underscore Andrew Everett. Also, I know that's I just clumped that into one just because I remembered this last one that I really wanted to say. Necro Butcher actually broke his leg, had a really bad uh, leg injury at one of the, what was it, ju- uh, Juggalo? Uh, the, what is it, the Gathering of the Juggalos, yeah. Yeah, Gathering of the Juggalos. I, apparently he broke his leg or really, really injured his leg. He is trying to reach out for the fans and wrestlers to help um, help him out with his medical expenses. Right now, only 50, 53 donations have been made, 22 days left. You can check it out at www.giveforward.com, and you can check, check that out. I'm not going to actually read the full URL, but go search it. Go support him. He's a really awesome guy, and we hope that he has a speedy recovery. Yeah, absolutely. He's always a... Uh... He's always good in the uh, what is it, the hardcore. ring and yeah, and the hard oh, and yeah, the hardcore aspect. He, dude, not even he's a, he's a good guy. Like he, I bummed a beer off of him uh, at PWS, and he was he was just a nice guy about it. Didn't give any shit about it. Just said that next time someone gives you uh, asks you for a beer, just pay it forward. Hey. So and co- so continue paying it forward um, and donate. Yeah, Ed. speaking speaking of not giving a shit, is there a rant of the week this week, Chris? Uh, oh, um, <laughs> I was, about, was, no, I was just kidding. No, no, go ahead because it's not a rant. I, from what I understand, and now it's time for Chris's rant of the week. No, we have an intro for oh, this. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And you're now supposed to say, Chris, Chris, what is your match of the week? Chris, what is your match of the week? <laughs> <laughs> 
Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Man, you guys suck. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I, I do I have a rant? I do. Okay, do I? You definitely can find something. I yeah, mean. I could definitely muster up something. Anyway, uh, match of the week this week is a match of the year candidate, in my opinion. Uh, we spoke about matches of the year, uh, and this one definitely takes the cake for me. Uh, this week on NXT, Sami Zayn versus Antonio Cesaro, best two out of three falls. I watched this about three times, and I marked out a lot during this match. I almost broke my couch because I jumped up at certain spots. Uh, but this match was awesome. Uh, we put it on the Facebook page, so go check it out there. It's definitely a match that, like, so Sami Zayn did the corner DDT where he yeah, dives was, through. I was it's definitely one of those. Was, that was the first uh, time that he's done that in NXT, I think. Yes. It's definitely one of those matches where Triple H has to look at it and be like, damn, I wish I was that damn good. No, the best was when he went to, Sami Zayn went to go for that, uh, that turnbuckle DDT, and Cesaro lifts him up. Holds him up, throws him in the air, gives him the European uppercut, and then goes for the neutralizer. And he, like, on impact, he flips over and he pins him. I, like, went nuts at the I, end I of that, that match. That, that, that ending where he caught him, I thought that was so impressive. That was, like, a test of strength <laughs> from the, both of them. Mother, would, mother you, would, you, would you like a, a Nelson from Antonio Cesaro, David? Oh, Only if it was a push, Nelson. It was so impressive. <laughs> He's so strong. Um, I don't have, no, I really don't have anything to rant about. Come see my uh, come see my band. There you go. I'll rant about this. When are they, when are they playing? We're playing Where? Monday night at the Vibe Lounge Rockwell Center with um, a bunch of other bands. Some band called Deception of a uh, Deception of a Ghost, uh, The Hope for the Wretched, and we go on around eight o'clock. So you know, come see us. We play for half an hour, and then you can go home and watch Monday Night Raw. What's the uh, Facebook? Facebook.com slash Carb Your Niche. There you go. Yeah, it should be it should be a fun show. I'm pretty excited about it. I thought we were going to be going out at like six o'clock at night. Nobody would be able to see us because they'd be stuck in traffic, but we're going out at like 8, so come through. It'll be good. Buy tickets. Yeah. All, All right. right. Brandon, who are you shouting out? Brandon's shout-out's going to make you pregnant. Simple shout-out to the Nassau Coliseum. I noticed it was the arena that Brooklyn Brawler was doing his intros for the Unsung Heroes matches for Classics on Demand, and I thought it was cool. Talking about just a, uh, classics on demand and everything, have have you guys checked out that global championship wrestling or whatnot on ESPN Classics yet? No. No. No, I started watching some of it. All right, continue. Another simple shout-out goes to Edge. I miss seeing him wrestle. I'm sure everyone else does too. He was my, he's my favorite wrestler of all time. And, uh, you know, for this for this last one, I really wasn't going to even talk about this, but I have to. <clears throat> I, I just I really I absolutely have to. I have no choice but to give an anti shout out to Justin Bieber fans. They are absolutely some of the dumbest people in this planet, on this planet. I from time to time like to look at hashtags because yeah, I, I like Twitter now. And most of the time some You love dumb, Twitter. I do, but some Justin Bieber thing is trending worldwide most of the time. So I like to go in there and correct mistakes that these dumb kids make and basically tell them – I basically tell them to stay in school. Last week, pictures came out of Bieber butt-ass naked with a guitar over his dick serenading his grandmother. And all these believers blew up trying to report TMZ for falsifying pictures of their beloved fucking king. Sorry for cursing. And I went there and I explained how these dumb people – I'm trying not to curse here. Take a deep breath. Deep breath. <laughs> No, I was trying to explain how these – I can't. I can't even – like I want to curse there. When these people 
were wrong, how these people were wrong and how TMZ was right, even though I can't stand them either. But to no avail, they kept using the same wrong facts and I gave up. This week, this one person used a phrase that I had never heard of, which was, I just chalked, and I'm doing air quotes around that. And I was curious, so I asked about it. They said it means that they laughed really hard, so I naturally suggested that I'm pretty sure that they meant choked instead of chalked. To, <laughs> to which they basically replied saying no, and that is what they meant, and suggested it was a figure of fucking speech. Sorry for cursing again there. It's all right. So I looked it up, asked some people I knew who were down with the current state of the English language, and none of them have ever heard of that phrase being used. So I replied back saying I can't find anything online about it, to which they then replied, called me an idiot and called me pathetic. How could I be the idiot? I didn't write shocked instead of choked and then not own up to it. And, uh, and then I replied again, and they wrote back saying, I'm sure this is a direct quote from them. <clears throat> I'm sure you like... Hey, what's, their, what's their handle? Yeah, give us a handle. Come on. I'm not giving handles. No, oh, come on. Do it. No, I, I want to rip I'm this not, guy apart. I, it's a, probably a female, and I'm not giving the handles. It's probably like a 13-year-old girl or something. I'm going to look it up then on your Twitter. <laughs> the saying, fact that is going back and forth with a 13-year-old girl. <laughs> saying, direct quote, I'm sure you like five... Act, uh, yeah, I'm sure you like five active followers will care about that. Why don't you tell them? End quote. So all in all... F you Bieber fans. Isn't this Miss Mermaid? I think so. MS Mermaid. <laughs> but it's like complete bullshit. Like my five active followers. I told this person, I was like, first of all, everybody that I follow and everybody that follows me, I know for the most part. Second of all, I don't follow more people than that follow me, which they were following like 10,000. Yeah, they're, fo- they're following they, 9,600. And they but, have. 10, but listen, 000. no, but listen, they were following like. 10,900 people. And I woke up in the morning with a message from them saying, oh, that's not true or whatever, basically saying I'm wrong. They unfollowed about 1,000 people just to disprove my point. Like, what do you think I am, stupid? I didn't see that you were following 10,000 plus people that you were fucking, that you didn't have following you? How does this person have 10,000 followers? Because I'm not sorry. Because they're Justin Bieber fans. It's all follow for follow. Oh, my God. Fuck, I, I can't stand <laughs> Justin okay. Bieber fans. No, I really can't stand Justin uh, Bieber fans. Right now, I am reading the yeah, back too. and forth between the two, and this is pretty legit. It's and it's funny, cool. it's funny how I wrote, I tweeted out, I was like, Justin Bieber fans are some of the dumbest people I know. And this one person replies saying, not all of them. And I was like, I agree that not all of them are stupid. And kudos to you if you can't, if you're not one of them. And this person writes back saying, uh, saying something like, oh, yeah, they is dumb sometimes. And I'm like, they is you dumb are sometimes. dumb. I'm like, you are dumb. Brandon <laughs> versus Justin Bieber fans. Book it. WrestleMania. It's, it's not even Justin Bieber fans. It's One Direction fans. It's Lady Gaga fans. They're all stupid. There's More so Justin Bieber in One Direction. Chick. It has to be, but I don't care because she's stupid. I'm gonna be like stupid is stupid. Hold on, maybe we can get B2TG to come to your aid with this person. No, screw B2TG. Oh, he loves now, you. now you're gonna now he's gonna go off. No, because now it kind of sounds like somebody that we know is B2TG. Well, they, oh. no, apparently. Oh, did somebody just give them fucking selves up? <laughs> me? Are you serious? No, it's not me. Chris, Chris, <laughs> I can uh. see it being you. You're the only one that's co-horsing with them. Uh. I, I just that think word it's funny. Wrong. 
Chris, no, horseshit. I swear. Horseshit. I swear. It's not me. Who are you, all for one? But you know who it is. Who is it? <laughs> you know who it is. No, no, you know who it is. No, I just think this is hilarious that you have a catfish out there. Shit. Screw you, Chris. You definitely know who it is. I don't. Bullshit. All right. There's no way. I think that's a good way to. And the oh, show. Wait, shut, no, up, shut up. Shut up, Dave. What? Mark out moment of the week. We oh, always yeah. forget about that. It's our. our- Mark out moment of the week. <laughs> anyway, gentlemen, what did we mark out about? Somebody threw a water bomb at me this week. No, I'm just kidding. Was it a Justin Bieber fan? <laughs> Although no. if they did that, I'd probably do nothing. But I'd be pretty pissed if somebody threw a water bomb. I marked me. out during that uh, Antonio Cesaro El Generico uh, Sami Zayn match. That whole I, ending. I almost broke my Cassie's head. I almost broke my couch cold tops for going nuts about it. I kind of had a mark out. For that sign that was at SummerSlam that said "Smarten Up, Dixie." Yes, awesome. Smarten Up, Dixie. Dave, ooh, I really don't know. Didn't you say you marked out? That- oh, okay. I, I marked out for uh, the um, Chuck Taylor has a web series, the Kentucky Gentlemen's the Gentlemen's Club. Yeah. And in one of the episodes, the you know how you do the Bloody Mary, right? How you close the lights in the bathroom. Super you kick. Super kick. Yeah, that one. Yeah, they they repeated super kick, super kick, super kick, and the young bucks appeared and super kicked them. I thought that was really funny. Yeah, word. Alrighty. Uh, one last thing. What do we think about Ben Affleck being uh, the new Batman? I'm for it. I don't. You know, like I'm I'm willing to go with it just because I didn't go with it with Heath Ledger and look what happened. Mm-hmm. So I I'm willing to give Ben Affleck the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. So do you think if you went with Heath Ledger as the Joker, he wouldn't have been dead now? You know, maybe, because just maybe. No, and and who's who's gonna play the villain? Is it Lex Luthor? I have no clue. I really, I really have no. I'm a really big Batman fan, but I really have no desire to see this movie. Can't Kevin Spacey play Lex Luthor again? Hey, I still I still have to see the new Wolverine movie. Uh, I, don't so, watch, I haven't seen it either. I heard it was bad though. I heard I, 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 heard, I heard mixed reviews for that. Yeah, I heard mixed reviews. I heard it was good. I heard it was bad. Yeah. Right. I don't I don't like Batman. I don't watch any of that new Batman stuff. Oh, I like so the good. old Batman stuff. I don't know who Christian Bale is. At some point in my life, I will have a little bit of time where I could actually watch the old Batman cartoon. Which oh, one? The old cartoon? No, no, not the old old. The, the one sh- um the really cool one. Batman Forever? What is that? I forgot the Adventures of maybe the oh, Adventures okay. of Scooby Doo. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's put it. Let's put a nail in the uh, the coffin of this episode. Next week, we'll talk about uh, the fallout from Raw and SmackDown. Uh, maybe there'll be some independent wrestling stuff we could talk about. Uh, maybe Brandon can rant more on Justin Bieber fans. But until then, cooking we- with Brandon too. Watch it. Yeah, absolutely. Watch cooking with Brandon too. Uh, Facebook.com slash marking out. Twitter.com slash marking out. Marking out one at gmail.com. You can listen to this on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and markingout.com. Thank you to Ring Rope Rebellion for making our theme music. Thank you to Nick Matocho for making our logo. So until next week, for myself, Dave, and Brandon, we wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. And we will see you next week on the podcast. Oh. By the way, that's why the Warlord walks in. I was going to say this. Ruined it. This is, yeah, one year ago, this was our, me and Dave's Wolfpack Plays episode. That's a fact. Also, Nail on Coffee is Vampire's Finisher. Nice. Mark.